Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 15. Please, don't feed the vampire. Are you going to feed the vampire, Raps? Please don't feed the vampire. I just wish one thing we had to ask of you. Number one, give yourself goosebumps. Second thing, please don't feed that vampire. Please don't. It is a ravenous poodle. I, like, I feel like... Feed the vampire. Feed this vampire. Yeah, I do want to... I do want to feed the vampire. Like I, I saw the title of this one many times, and every time I'm like, I'm neutral excited about this specific one, like thematically. And then I open it up, and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, but it's dog. It's it dog, dog. Dog. Dog is the don't feed. And then I'm like, okay, we're up a couple notches on the excitometer. So, mm -hmm. and hey, this one must be good because it's now a major motion picture. I mean. Ooh. Ooh. It's gotta be, at least in the. We can figure out tier. what the canon ending was. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the move. I mean, hey, we maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. But I haven't seen the movie, so I haven't spoiled myself for this path. Although I will say, this dog on the cover is very well pampered and manicured. We are looking at like a miniature poodle that has yes. a, kind of like the, the French poodle accents of completely shaven down to the skin, except for where boots would be and where a big old helmet might be. Um, yeah. It, it's reminding me very deeply of the, I, I, I don't know if this is a cut that people will be necessarily familiar with, but especially because we're invoking dogs and vampires, uh, Blade Trinity, there's a dog in that that is very, very small and very, very cute, and then suddenly its face unfurls into a giant kind of, like, vampiric maw. And I'm ready for that experience as we go into this book. Oh my god. I just Google imaged. That is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I will say, there's, there's not many dogs that I don't think are cute, but let's go to the next page. Beware. Frito. Yeah. Don't read this book from beginning to end. Oh. Give yourself goosebumps. Don't feed the vampire. Don't read this book from beginning to end. This is such a commanding book already. It really is. God, give me a break. Please. You can't believe you wasted your allowance on vampire in a can. <laughs> it's the dumbest Halloween costume ever made. But wait. Don't throw away the can! Come on. There's something else in there. A packet labeled danger. Do you dare open the packet or not? Either way, you're in grave trouble. What do you do when you start turning into a vampire? Is there a cure for being undead? What happens when your best friend starts looking like your next meal? How does a vampire deal with braces? And how do you protect yourself from a vampire dog? This scary adventure is all about you. You decide what will happen, and you decide how terrifying the scares will be. This is a very grounded, well, I mean, like, you know, grounded set of fears in the second paragraph. Yeah. Like, more or less, as far as horror book, you know, they're just general vampire fears. It's not like, are what about the pinball machine? What about the, you know, what was the name of that mm -hmm. guy? Grumble. The Lorio. The Lorio. The, you watch out for the Lorio. This is just like, these are all just what happens if vampire. But I, yeah, the first paragraph of, you wasted your allowance on vampire in a can. Yep. <laughs> Already surprising. Dumbest Halloween costume. I didn't. I am. I don't know why I'm more surprised that it's a costume. 
Mm-hmm. It, I just, I don't know. I like, look. I I have to imagine the version that is is like uh, the spray on swimsuits from uh, from Futurama. It's just and. I mean, you know the how vampires have the the widow's peak in their hair consistently. Like you could yeah, yeah, certainly yeah. like spray dye that in. You could spray dye the back of your shirt to kind of look a bit more like a cape. I think you can accomplish most of this with a can of black spray paint, which this may actually just be. It, and and here's okay, okay. So and there's a packet. Wait, don't throw away the can. There's something else in the can. A packet. I don't know. This is just. Mm-hmm. This is too high high concept for me. I'm ready to go to page one. I need to figure this out. Let's like, do it. Just, I, I will also say, though, in this series of questions, I'm glad that we waited until the third question to consider eating our best friend. That's, yes. That's holding off. Yeah. Ugh. I look like a nerd, don't I? Like a complete nerd. No. You moan to your friend, Gabe. In the mirror, you see your costume and wince. Halloween's only a few days away. I'm doomed. You and Gabe have been best friends for two years. Gabe has long brown hair, wire-rimmed glasses, and a way of giving advice that sometimes bugs you. You do look pretty stupid. Gabe admits. Where'd you get that costume, anyway? It's called Vampire in a Can. Oh, we just, like, page one, we have it. All right. You explain, (laughs) holding up the cardboard can? I am so what? confused. <laughs> the cardboard can. I, it, do you mean a tube? Is it like just a cardboard tube? Is it? Can you call it a can? Can you call it a can? I, I'm deeply, deeply deep. Oh, you know what it is? Oh, it, it's, like it's, a, it, it is a tube. It's like, like a cylinder. Brittle. Yes, yeah. it's like one of those peanut brittles. Or gotcha. Uh-huh. But <laughs> even scarier. Yeah. I bought it from Mr. Reutely to uh, scary stuff. I don't believe it. Gabe slaps his forehead. You bought a costume from the eyeball man? What if he took out his glass eye right there in the store and showed it to you? He never takes out his glass eye. You answer. Okay, okay. Gabe says. But your costume's still ridiculous. It's got a set of plastic fangs, a cheap little black cape, and a fake tattoo of fang marks for your neck. Is there anything else inside that can? You pick it up and peer inside. Hey, look! You cry. A packet. No. Well, let's see. (laughs) It's basically about to be that, I think. I know. What? Gabe asks, looking interested. There is something else in the can. You answer. You reach in and pull out a small plastic packet that was stuck to the inside. It looks like a ketchup packet. It says, do not eat desiccant. (laughs) What is it? Gabe moves closer. I think it's fake blood. You tell him. Really? Cool. He picks out... (laughs) He picks up the vampire in a can box. There's so much packaging. So help me God, what shape is it? This is a packet in a can in a box. Cardboard. <laughs> and can and carbon fiber. Sorry, it's cardboard and carbon fiber. This is this is the most confusing. Oh my this is the most confusing part of any book so far. It's just what shape is this thing? I'm trying to nope. visualize. Okay. 
he picks up the vampire in a can box and reads the label. That's weird. It doesn't say anything on the box about fake blood. Then you notice the writing on the packet. In blood red letters, it says, Danger, keep away. You hand the packet to Gabe. He reads the label and his eyes grow wide. Uh, are you going to open it? He asks. You gulp. The words on the packet are kind of scary, but you're dying, italics, to know what's inside. So, are you going to open it? Uh, it says danger. Spooky. It does says danger. I will say, like, I guess. But what if it's part of our costume? What if it's the most important part of our costume? I mean, for what it's worth, I feel like it's the, it's the magic turn to vampire part. Like, mm. it's the, you know, the titular vampiric can, but canned vampire. But also, okay. Yeah. So I think I do have the final, I hate it, but I think I have the final visual of what it is. So it's like, it's a kit. Uh-huh. It's a kit that is in a box. Yeah, so it is a kit that's in a box. It has just like visuals, everything like that. So that now I'm just more upset with the the marketing. Why would they? Why would they market it as vampire in a can? And then serve it up in a box, like, as the kit. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it just feels, it feels tedious. It feels unnecessary. It feels like you're, you're losing the gimmick when you take that candy, put it in a box. I feel like it's more exciting to have a small, whatever. And now, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business, but I'm going to tell you how to run your business. Um, either way. Do you want to you know be is? a vampire? It's so that next year they can sell vampire in a box. So that they can have, they have planned obsolescence yeah. with Vampire in a Can. People are going to feel like Vampire in a Can is last year's gift. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do wonder what will happen if we don't open the packet. But I, I kind of, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's no, just, no packet. No packet. Why not? Let's, we always give in and do what we're supposed to. Like, yeah. good, like good littles. Let's be bad littles. Let's be uh, exactly rule breakers. Uh, open the packet. You wonder. Mm, no, I'll pass. You decide, shaking your head. I mean, seriously, it might be poison or something. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, Gabe tosses you the packet nervously. This gives me the creeps. He says, "I don't even want to hold it. Don't give it to me." You object, throwing it back to him. Gabe lets it fall to the floor. I don't want it. Aha! Just then, your dog comes trotting into the room, and she snatches up the packet in her teeth. Hey, no, Fifi. You scold your dog. A big, a big black poodle? This, uh, this, this is not what the cover was telling us. We've been lied to. Put that down! No! But you're too late. Fifi tears into the packet. Something red drips from her mouth. Yuck, Gabe says. She's eating it, and it looks like blood. Well, I'm happy to say it looks like we are at least finally going to be going down the path in the book that lines up with the cover. Yep, we've unlocked the dog grab. In fact, literally the cover has just occurred. Exactly, that is true. Fifi slurps up the red liquid in the packet. No, Fifi! You scold, trying to take it away. She growls at you angrily, her eyes gleaming. Uh-oh. Gabe says. Uh, what's she doing that for? I don't know. 
you answer, worried. Fifi has never growled at you in her life. <sighs> when the packet is empty, Fifi drops it to the floor, and then she barks and runs into the kit runs to the kitchen door. She jumps against the door with her front paws, clawing and digging. I think she wants out, Gabe whispers. Too bad, you say. She can't go out if she's going to act like this. Fifi snarls and barks at you, baring her teeth. Oh no! You can't believe what you're seeing. She's growing fangs! Try to control your dog on page 95. Fifi snarls at you viciously. What's that? I was loving it. It is funny. It's a funny book. The, the game told us to control control your dog on I know. That, that's <laughs> what, I thought that was funny too. That's like very just I have heard that in public. I've heard that I heard that on a plane uh, at, at one point. It's just exactly oh. that. Control your dog. The dog was having a bad time on the plane, but you know, hey, yeah, bless. only imagine. I so was I. Uh, her lips curl back, exposing new curved fangs. They're at least twice as long as they used to be, and razor sharp. Like vampires. Fifi lunges at you. You back up, shocked. Your own dog is attacking you with her weight. Fifi knocks you down easily. For an instant, you're sure she's going to bite your neck. You roll away from her, cowering. Her howling moan sounds crazy. She leaps at the kitchen door one more time, but this time she breaks it down. Stop her! Gabe stutters. You're so shaken. You stand there for a second. Then you grab Fifi's leash. Come on! You shout, snapping out of it. We've got to get her back! But just as you start to leave, the phone rings. <laughs> you, an uh, <laughs> you answer the phone, turn to page 15. If you let it ring and run after Fifi, turn to page 41. I, if we're being realistic, why on earth would I stop and get the phone? Exactly! I just love the idea that this has occurred and you're like, well, hang on, everything on pause for a second. I yeah. understand that the vampires may take over the entire earth if I allow this to continue. But, ring ring, that might be Avon calling, it might be a spam call. Like, I, I haven't received a legitimate <laughs> yeah. call on the phone in years. To be fair, when this came out, they were probably a little bit more prevalent, but even so, it's like, <laughs> my, a little bit less prevalent. Uh, <laughs> no, it is true, right? Phone calls have gotten less important over time. So this being recorded, re recorded yeah. being written back in 1980, uh, probably means this phone call <laughs> must have been from the president. It's either from yes. the president or it's from Alexander Graham Bell, because there's three phones in the universe at this period of time. It's true, it's true. When was this book written? Could have been, I mean, wait. Please don't feed the vampire. Let's see please don't be the vampire Nin 1997 oh okay so he's off there about 10 years it happens, it happens it happens I, that's okay I, yeah it happens it happens it happens uh but yeah it is it's strange it's like my dog is a vampire now but four o'clock is chore time so <laughs> gotta do the dishes now i don't want to get in trouble i mean yeah. i don't want to die but i don't want to get in trouble all right but here's the here's the question. Morbid curiosity to figure out what the phone's about or just... Let's no. do it. Okay. Let's answer the phone. I need to know. You race to answer the phone. <laughs> Hello? It's your mom. 
Hiya, sweetie. She says casually. Listen, I need you to do something for me. Uh, hi, Mom. You say? Listen, I can't right now. I've got to run out for Fifi. She got loose. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Your mom answers. Uh, she'll come back. Now, here's what I want you to buy at the store. <laughs> by the time you're done listening to her, ten minutes have passed. You and Gabe run out into the street, and Fifi is gone. Turn to page 75. <laughs> I, I don't know what I expected. But it's exactly what I expected. But also, like, we answer the phone, and we're like, I can't talk on the phone right now. It's like, what the I mean? That's the thing that most concerns me. I can't talk on the phone right now. Our dog has run away. No, take down a list. Yeah. Either way. 75. Fifi! You cry. Here, girl! But she doesn't appear. She's long gone. There's no point in searching for Fifi. She could be anywhere. You slink back into the house and collapse on the living room sofa. When you see her water bowl, you feel a pang in your heart. You also feel a pang in your head from when Fifi slammed you on the floor. Every once in a while, you check the front yard to see if your dog has come home, but she hasn't. You and Gabe spend the afternoon watching reruns of Lassie on TV. Just after sunset, the phone rings. A cranky-sounding caller grumbles. Your dog is out in my front yard howling. Come and get it quick, before I lose my temper and call the police. Hurry to page 27. Okay, okay. You agree. Who are you? Where do you live? This is Jeremy Weniger. He snarls. I'm over on Mulberry Street. Jeremy Weniger? The weirdo? The guy who kept, uh, who keeps caged cockroaches as pets? Hurry up. He continues. Or I might have to do something you'll regret. <laughs> oh. He chuckles softly to himself, then he hangs up. Oh, brother. You moan? Fifi's over at Mr. Weniger's house. Yikes. Gabe replies. That guy who never mows his lawn? The guy with the weird gargoyle on his mailbox? The one who stays up all night and never goes out? Yeah. You nod. We better get over there before Fifi bites him. Or before Winnegar bites Fifi. Gabe adds, heading for the door. Turn to page 111. As the moon rises, you and Gabe approach Winnegar's house. In the distance, you hear Fifi howling until you step out of the out to the front door. Then the howling stops. There are no lights on the inside, and Fifi is nowhere in sight. Ring the bell. Gabe orders, pointing. You ring it three times before Weniger finally answers. Yeah? What is it? He asks gruffly. Uh-oh, he has two small marks on the side of his neck. Uh, um, Mr. Weniger? You stammer. You call me about my dog, remember? The big black poodle. Uh, where is she? I didn't call you. Weniger snaps. And I don't know what you're talking about. Then he slams the door in your face. Whoa. Gabe mutters. I really don't believe that guy. Ring the bell again. You ring it. You say fearfully. If you want Gabe to ring the bell, turn to page 107. If you want to ring it yourself, turn to page 53. Is this just going to be like kind of the same as the first decision? Like, do we want to be a vampire? Do we want Gabe to be a vampire? Is that kind of what we're getting at? 
Mm, it, it, it may well be. I'm not thinking of it from that angle as much as I'm thinking of it from the angle of Gabe's ordered us around a lot today. You ring the bell, Gabe. Yeah, 107. <laughs> oh my god. You decide you want Gabe to ring the bell. Hold on. What kind of a wimp out is that? And what are you afraid of anyway? The doorbell might jump out and bite you? Face it, you're never going to have an exciting adventure if you keep letting your best friend do everything. You'll just go on making more wimpy decisions, and that will eventually lead you to another page just like this one, a page where you're stuck facing the two worst words in the world. The end! Idiot. <laughs> Jesus. You're the idiot book. The end idiot is three words. All right, where where are we on to to get back on track? 53. 53, excellent. Wow, we've not gotten one of those in a while. (laughs) God. Were you afraid of the doorbell? (laughs) Idiot. Come on. No, the the guy inside with the vampire-ized self. Mm Mm-hmm. You reach out and ring the doorbell confidently. Push it again. Or orders Gabe. Keep ringing it until Mr. Wenigan comes back. You push the bell again. Ding dong. You hear a door slam. An outside door. Then footsteps. Hey. You whisper to Gabe. I think he's sneaking out the back. Gabe leaps off the porch and you follow him. At the back of the house, you peek into the garage. Mr. Weniger is loading a dog crate into the trunk of an old station wagon. Is Fifi inside? Wait! You call out, running up to the car. Mr. Weniger, my dog! Weniger ignores you. He jumps behind the wheel, starts the engine, and blacks, backs out. <laughs> he blacks out. <laughs> Bonk, conk. <laughs> he backs out really fast. The car zooms right at you. Turn to page 40. You jump into some prickly bushes to avoid being hit by Weniger's car. Meanwhile, he roars off. Come on! You yell. Let's follow that lunatic! You and Gabe run after the car as fast as you can. Luckily, Weniger hits a red light so you can catch up. Then he loses you again. He turns the corner and zooms down the road to a small shopping center. There are six stores on one end, a movie theater in the middle, and some offices on the other end. You spot Weniger's car in the parking lot, but he and the dog crate are gone. You scan the stores, trying to guess where he went. Uh, He could be anywhere, Gabe moans. You point. Look, there's a pet store on the bend. I wonder if he went in there. Maybe, Gabe says. What about the movies? They're throwing... (laughs) The showing Dracula's bloodiest revenge. If you think you went to the pet store, 109. If you think you went to the movie with a dog, 59. Um, I I think Gabe just wants to watch Dracula's bloodiest revenge. I think he's just saying, well, I mean, I know your dog's lost it all, but we could give up on that and go watch Dracula's bloodiest revenge. I think that's probably the case. Since the pet store, if there, if we had to make a stretch to figure out where they'd go between these two... A pet store, when you, when have you, has anyone ever put their dog in like a little kennel and gone to the movies? It's not (laughs) happened. It's never happened. 
But I don't know. My family dog, when I was young, used to really like Stuart Little, so we took him oh. to watch the second one in theaters. We all do. We all mm. love that little man. Um, well, so this is basically. I think he went into the pet store. I think he did. I think we're gonna click fifty nineties, and the book is gonna say, "You think he went to the movies, dum dum?" Yeah. And then tell us to come back to this page. I mean, yeah, probably. I'm I'm down to go 109. Like the it, it's the logical choice. We've we've done a couple illogical ones. Let's do a logical choice. Let's do it. Let's check out the pet store. You tell Gabe. You take off in that direction, but when you reach the door, the pet stoner pet stoner <laughs> pet store owner is locking up. Hey! You call, knocking on the glass. It says on your door that you're open until 9 o'clock p.m. You can't just log off early because you have the munchies. <laughs> Not tonight. The owner mouths, and then he starts to put on a movie. Vamp <laughs> Dracula's Bloodiest Revenge. Uh, railroad. Waving you away. Inside, you can hear the parrots screeching wildly. Dogs yipping. Cats screaming. All the animals are going bonkers. The owner waves you away again. She's a strange-looking elderly woman with green eyeglasses and messy bleached hair. Doesn't she look like... like Winnegar? You ask. Gabe peers at the woman. He gasps. Yeah. He agrees. You're right. She looks just like Winnegar in a wig and a dress. Turn the page. 55... Don't be stupid, you tell Gabe. It's not Weniger in a dress. I meant that might be his mother, Mrs. Weniger. You don't know why they took Fifi, but the Wenigers won't get away with stealing your dog. Three asterisks. The next day, you and Gabe bike over to the pet store bright and early. The old woman is just opening up. You lock up your bikes and hurry through the front door. What the? Gabe's mouth drops open. Every single animal is gone. Every cage is empty. The entire pet store is completely cleaned out. They all found homes. Great. Turn to page 71. Hmm. What's going on? You ask Mrs. Weniger. Where are all the pets? We had a small accident. Oh, no. She answers. I'll be getting some new animals at the end of the week. Even the fish are gone. You exclaim. I know. Mrs. Weniger nods. And they're cold-blooded. I didn't think... Oh, no. Then she stops herself. Uh, sorry. She says. I'll come back next week. She pushes you out the door. What did she mean about the fish being cold-blooded? Gabe asks when you're outside. You shudder. I think Fifi must have bitten all her animals. The fish, too, even though their blood is usually cold. I mean, usually vampires prefer a warm meal. That answer sounds pretty fishy, Gabe says. Hey, where are you going? To Mr. Winnegar's house. You answer as you hop on your bike. How come? Gabe asks. Because of that pun. And he had Fifi <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> you call riding away. And I bet he still has her. 123. When you get to Winnegar's, all the shutters are closed up tight. Dead leaves lie in the drifts in drifts around the lawn. The place looks spooky, like a vampire's fortress. You go up to the front door and ring the bell, but no one answers. 
but the door isn't locked. It swings open when you touch it, and nervously you step inside. Hello? You call into the dark living room. The only answer is the screech of a parrot. The bird swoops down from a tall bookshelf. It dive-bombs you, heading straight for your face. When it opens its beak, you see fangs inside. Oh no, it's a vampire parrot! You crouch down to protect yourself, but at the same time you wonder, can this vampire parrot talk? If you try and fight off the bird, turn to 37. If you want to hear Rhapsody do a vampire bird voice, turn to page 96. <laughs> Could we go to 96? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey parrot you shout <laughs> polly want a cracker Cracker. the parrot squawks i thought you're blind <laughs> hold on you cry how'd you get to be a vampire huh the parrot lands on the back of the chair long story that's a long story it says give me the short version you answer i don't have all day uh, you've got a lot less time than you think. Uh, uh. <laughs> we made the right choice. The parrot snaps. Anyway, it was like this. Mr. <laughs> Vinegar son, Jeremy, <laughs> came into the store last night when he talked uh, with Frank. Uh, the next thing you know, the dog was running around fighting all of us. Uh, every single animal in the store. Can you believe it? Yeah. You say impatiently. <sighs> Go on. You wish you hadn't asked, because the story gets worse. Much worse. Turn to page 125. Pretty sure. Uh, the chatty parrot continues. We all felt ourselves changing. Going fangs, getting dirty for blood. Uh, uh, the whole nine yards. <laughs> then what? You ask impatiently. Then Jeremy Vinegar brought us out here. Uh, the parrot adds. He said this would be a safe place for us until we could figure out a better strategy. Uh, you have a big vocabulary. You comment. Thanks. The bird says modestly. So where's the dog now? You ask. Your dog? Huh? The parrot screeches. That was your dog? Huh? Um, well... You stammer. But it's too late to make up a fib. The parrot has already begun his attack. With one powerful swoop, he dives at your neck. Turn to page 13. Before the parrot reaches you, a net scoops him up. The net is attached to a pole, a pole held by Mr. Weniger. Got him. Mr. Weniger declares triumphantly. He pops the squawking bird into a cage. What's going on? You demand. I'll show you. He offers. Come with me. You follow Weniger outside. In his driveway is a large van. Inside it, a menagerie of vampire pets. I've rounded up all the vampire animals. He announces proudly. Letting Fifi become a vampire was almost a disaster. She could have started an epidemic. Vampirism could have spread across the entire world. That would be bad. But you got them all? You ask. Every last one. Weniger replies confidently. What are you going to do with all the animals? You ask. Sell them to the circus. He explains. I'm going to make my fortune. So this is a happy ending? All right. Good deal. All He's... right. Turn to page podcast. 
Yeah. You you say you slap a at a pesky mosquito that just bit your neck. A pesky vampire mosquito. The end. Mm, man. What makes a to the pet regular store? mosquito different? I... Do we try and fight off the bird on page 37? I think we have to try and fight off the bird on page 37. I think a vampire mosquito sucks your blood, whereas a mosquito... Yeah, I know. <laughs> page 37 says... <laughs> As it swoops towards your face, you bat the screeching bird to the ground. At once, it flies up again, and then it darts at your neck. Help! You shriek. A door opens near the back of the house. Then you hear the clicking sound of claws on wood. Batting the parrot away, you glance towards the hallway. Good grief. A dozen vampire pets are racing towards you. Cats with fangs, puppies with fangs, mice with fangs, snakes with fangs, rabbits with fangs, tarantulas with fangs, hamsters with fangs, with fangs. <laughs> you try and run out of the house, but you trip over the doormat. Wham! You hit the ground hard. Hard. Instantly, the vampire pets are on you, biting you with fangs, draining your blood with their fangs. You cry, flailing at them. Another door opens. More claws on wood. Your heart sinks as you realize another dog is coming. And this one sounds huge. How is this not the end? <laughs> we've been pinned down and we're being drained by vampire pets. We are a vampire now. Is that not how that works? I don't know. Let's go to page 135. <laughs> it's the familiar bark of your beloved poodle. Beefy! You call. <gasps> Beefy races down the hall and starts licking your face. Help me, Fifi! You cry. As if she understands, Fifi starts barking at all the vampire pets. She snarls at them, growls and snaps. Even though she's a vampire, she's protecting you. Good dog. You coo, but it's no use. The other am animals aren't afraid of her any longer, not since they became vampires. In the next few moments, the bloodthirsty animals drain every drop of blood from your body. Oh, Fifi. You moan after? How did this happen? What went wrong? Don't ask her. Huh? The parrot screeches at you. Ask me? Huh? I'm the one who can talk. You stare at the parrot, too surprised to speak. You're also too lifeless to listen, which is why you'll never find out the whole story in the end. Excuse me? So, here's my thought. We needed to get this story from the bird. And we will take it. <laughs> the bird path instantly kills you. It would not instantly, rather, it kills you in four pages. There's no decision after you decide yes, to talk to the bird. But I think that this one might be one of those things because the one path said, you know, obviously go talk to the bird, and then the bird path mm. it leads to an end. They both lead to an end, but they both imply the importance of learning that story mm -hmm. in a way. So I don't know if that's maybe something. Uh, mm. But. Like, I guess we have to go to the movie. Yeah, we have, we have to go to the movie, yeah. 59. That actually might be why they made it so obvious that the movie seems like a red herring, so that you choose the other path, get information, it truncates you, and then you have to yeah. go back to the movies. Let's, let's see if 
if it's right or if we're just very good at coming up with what would be clever. <laughs> 59. Mm. Hmm. 59. Why? Okay. <laughs> 59. Hmm. Why would Winnegar take your dog to the movies? The answer is easy. Winnegar is nuts. Maybe you're right. You agree? Maybe he went into the movies. Yeah. Gabe says with a sigh. <sighs> Too bad we can't follow him. I don't have any money. Neither do you, but you know another way in. You lead Gabe around the back of the shopping center to the emergency exit door. They always keep it unlocked in case of fire. You explain. You pull open the door and the two of you slip into the darkened theater. As you scan the seats, you feel two large, heavy hands on your neck. You're jerked backwards. Someone is grabbing you from behind. Turn to page 77. Caught you. A voice exclaims. You try and pull away, but he's holding you too tightly. Winnegar's gonna murder me, you think. Finally, the man spins you around. Uh-oh. It's not Mr. Winnegar. It's the movie theater manager. I saw you sneaking in the exit. He whispers angrily. Now I'm going to call your parents. No, no, please. Then I'll have to go get groceries. You plead. <laughs> and I didn't write down the list. We were just... <laughs> Gabe interrupts. Look, there he is. Gabe is pointing to a man sitting in the middle row. In the dark theater, you can't tell if it's Winnegar, but you can see the four-legged customer beside him. It's Fifi, your dog. Safe I mean, bet. at least he took Fifi out of the crate to enjoy this, uh, the cinema. Uh, it's true. Turn to page 25. He's trying to, you know, teach the dog its, its new culture of being a vampire. <laughs> Fifi is sitting up in the seat watching Dracula on the big screen. You twist out of the manager's grip and run up to the aisle, stopping at your pooch's row. Fifi. You call softly. Come here, girl. Shh. Everyone in the row turns to shush you. I mean, like, even the dog is being quiet. So, like, fair. Mm. That, that is everyone but Fifi. She's staring transfixed at the movie screen. Fifi! You cry, grabbing her collar. Your dog looks you in the eye coldly as if you're a stranger. Then she bares her teeth and leaps at you. You scream! Hey, squid screaming over there! <laughs> Oh my god. You yells an angry moviegoer as Fifi bites into your throat. You think, where's the manager now when you really need him? Quiet, stop screaming and turn to page 105. So we're just, <gasps> what the hell? What? The next few moments are a blur. This whole thing has been. You struggle to push your huge dog away. Suddenly, someone pulls the dog off you. It's Winnegar. Winnegar? Saving your life? Fifi runs howling out of the movie theater. Your neck is throbbing and your dog, your vampire dog, in case you forgot, is gone. You run down the aisle, dribbling blood. You've got to catch her. Wait! Mr. Winnegar calls. He and Gabe catch up to you outside the theater. I'm sorry. Winnegar tells you. I thought I could help. You see, I'm a dog psychologist. Huh? Gabe says, laughing. A doggy shrink. 
Yes. Winnegar goes on. <laughs> I noticed your dog thinks she's a vampire. So I brought her this movie to show her what a horrible life she was choosing for herself. Unfortunately, she seems to have enjoyed the film. I'm afraid my plan is backfired. What the hell? <laughs> I'm a dog psychologist. I could tell by the fangs and the blood and the biting, your dog yeah. thought they were a vampire. Mm-hmm. So I took them to a movie to show them what a bad so life it would be. <laughs> well, exactly. That they're choosing for themselves, right? If you become a vampire, you like you don't get to just not. This is my favorite paragraph in Goosebumps. You see, I'm a dog psychologist. <laughs> See, I'm a dog psychologist. I noticed that your dog thinks she's a vampire, so I brought her to this movie to show what a horrible life she was choosing for herself. Unfortunately, she enjoyed the film, and I'm afraid my plan backfired. What a plot! I love it. I love it. This is incredible. Page 47. I'm, I'm back on board with this guy. I'm, I love him. Dog, dog therapy. What a dumb idea. Gabe mutters. What about those red puncture marks on your neck? You ask Weniger. Oh, this. I, uh, accidentally stabbed myself with my fork while I was eating spaghetti. He explains. <laughs> Smooth moves. Gabe scoffs. Yeah, well, I gotta be going. Hope you can catch up with your dog. Weniger mumbles. Then he hurries away across the parking lot. You aren't paying attention. A strange feeling is coming over you. A transformation. It's as if Fifi's... Vampire Bite has turned you into something vaguely inhuman. Some would say vampiric. You look really pale and Gabe. vampiric. <laughs> Gabe says, sounding worried, but also pointing out the obvious. Yeah, you think I need uh, to put a little color in my cheeks. The color red. You feel the strongest urge to bite someone. Don't bite anyone until you turn to page 86. You touch the bite marks on your neck. Does that hurt? Gabe asks. You shrug. Not much. I wonder where Fifi went. <laughs> oh, well. She'll probably be coming home later tonight, before sunrise. Gabe gives you a strange look. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go back to my house now, he says nervously. If you didn't know better, you'd swear Gabe was afraid of you. <laughs> so, uh, I'll see you on Saturday night for Halloween? He asks. You grin, letting your fangs show. Then you reach out for Gabe. Nope. You say. For you, Halloween is starting right now. The end. Oh, the end. Wait. So, because we, we didn't have a different decision when we were in the movie theater, right? Correct. So. <laughs> oh my god. The, so, yeah, the movie see. theater just takes us straight to the end. <laughs> we, then, we have to not answer the phone. So if you want Gabe to ring the. Yeah, because we did the both the choices on 111. Oh. My God, we have to go back to our second decision. Yep. And not answer the phone. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't this realize this is a tree with a lot of dead ends. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you wanted to answer the phone? I mean, like, it is a dumb idea, but usually when they if you do a dumb idea like that, they're like, oh, you you die, dummy. Back to go back a couple pages. Not here. Let's spend thirty five minutes reading mm -hmm. through a bunch of dead ends. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Page forty one. Let's do it. Forget the phone. You shout. You shout. Darn right. Obviously, that's a red herring that will result in our deaths multiple times. We've got to catch Fifi. Come on. You dash out the kitchen door and down the steps, chasing your crazy dog. But Gabe doesn't follow. Uh, I've got to answer the phone. Gabe calls after you. It might be my mom. She said she'd call. Okay. You shout. I'll be back as soon as I can. Fifi is already way ahead of you. You see her about five houses away, darting into a neighbor's yard. When you get to the yard, you stop and stare, amazed at what's lying in the grass. Buttermilk? You call softly. It's the big golden retriever that belongs to the Berklines. 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 The fuzzy yellow dog is on his side, motionless, but that's not what scares you. What scares you are the two little bite marks on his neck, streaked with blood. Turn to page 102. Oh, no, you think. No. For an instant, you close your eyes. You don't want to look. But even with your eyes closed, you can imagine what happened. Fifi bit the Berkeley's dog. No, it's worse than you think. You Much worse than you think. You have to admit, much worse. Fifi bit buttermilk and drank his blood. Buttermilk. Poor boy. You say, patting him. Is he dead, you wonder? Place your ear close to his chest and listen. All at once, the golden retriever turns his head, opens his mouth, and snaps in your face. Turn to page three. It's okay. Um, golden retrievers have a soft mouth, so it's going to be fine. Great. They, they, have, they have a soft palate. They can hold an egg in there without breaking it. Oh. Yeah, I... That's just a true fact about golden retrievers. Educational. Enjoy. Yeah. I don't have eggs um, very often, yeah! so... Uh, <laughs> I have a Sorry. golden retriever, but no eggs. <laughs> ah, you see what I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cry, jerking yeah. away from the vicious dog. But Buttermilk is fast. He lunges at you, bearing long, sharp fangs. His hot breath stinks. Oh, no. He's a vampire dog, too. Get off, Buttermilk! You command. You push him away and scramble to your feet. Buttermilk lunges at you. Yikes! You shout. You dash across the Berkeley's yard and jump up the fence. You run around to the back. There, on the back patio, there are three more dogs, all bitten in the neck, all changing into vampire dogs. Two of them are Dashens. The third is a big mutt. They lift their heads and sniff the air. Then they all howl and leap at you. You race to the gate, you, then you skid to a stop. Buttermilk is waiting just outside the fence. Turn to page 20. The vampire dogs close in on you. A small set of teeth clamps down on your leg. Hey, get off of me! You yell. You jerk your leg so hard the Dashin goes flying. He lands with a splash in a kitty waiting pool. For an instant, the other two dogs look away, surprised. Gives you time to glance around quickly, looking for escape routes. There's a door leading from the patio into the garage. 
If you hurry, you might be able to hide in the garage before the dog gets you. But you might be trapped in there. Or you can make a dash for the house. But what if the sliding glass doors are locked? Well, do something fast. Well, well, I mean, the sliding glass doors, they'll still be able to see you through, and they may just jump through. So I think we should go to the garage. I'm down with that. Bada bing, bada boom. You make a break for the garage. <laughs> the dogs give chase. You yank open the side door and slip inside. You pull it shut just in time. Uh, the frustrated dogs yap from the other side of the door. Then you see something yellow and hairy thudding against the garage door window. Buttermilk! What if he breaks the, gr the glass? What if he gets in? Then you're dead meat. Oh! 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 You peek out the garage door window. Two more vampire dogs have joined the group. One is a Doberman, the other's a pit bull. Where's Gabe, you wonder? Then you remember he's waiting at your house for a phone call. A phone call that gives you an idea. You rush over to the car, park in the garage, and peek in the window. Turn to page 46. Yes! You shout. There's a cell phone inside of the car. You slide into the front seat. Fingers shaking, you dial your home phone number. It rings six times, and then finally Gabe answers. Listen. You spit out. I'm trapped in the garage, uh, the, the garage of the greenhouse down the street. Come help me! Why are you trapped? Gabe asks. Because of the vampire dogs! You cry? Fifi bit all the dogs in the neighborhood. She turned them into crazed vampires, and now they've got me cornered! And you want me to come risk my life? Gabe demands. Later, dude. Wait! You plead. <laughs> There's gotta be something you can do! Yeah, I can call the dog keeper. Gabe says firmly. No! You shriek. I don't want them to catch Fifi. If they see her fangs, they'll... They'll put her to sleep. Uh, leave it to me. Gabe orders, hanging up the phone. Uh-oh, what is Mr. Know-It-All gonna do? Turn to page 118. You crouch down in the garage to wait it out. Outside, the dogs keep howling, clawing at the door. They smell me. They smell me. You realize in horror, they smell my blood. Finally, an hour later, you hear Gabe's voice outside. You jump up and peer out the window. To your surprise, he's carrying a bunch of dog biscuits. He walks straight towards the vampire dogs. Here, buttermilk. Here, boy. He calls. You watch amazed as Gabe tosses a biscuit to each vampire dog. One by one, they all calm down. Their fangs shrink, then disappear. The howling stops. Fifi comes trotting towards Gabe with her fangs dripping in blood. But when Gabe gives her a dog biscuit, Fifi wags her tail. She gulps down the biscuit, and then suddenly she becomes normal and a lovable dog again. Sighing with relief, you cautiously open the garage door and come out. You give Fifi a big hug, then you turn to Gabe. Wow, you exclaim. How'd you do that? I'll never tell. Gabe says mysteriously. Unless you let me drink your blood. What the hell, dude? Turn to page six. What the hell, dude? You back up. What the hell, heart dude? You back up, heart pounding in fear. What now? Is Gabe a vampire too? Did Fifi bite him? Gabe bursts out laughing. <laughs> uh, gotcha good. He says, doubling over. You creep. 
You yell. Gabe laughs again, then tells you the truth. It was easy, he says. I just ran over to Eyeball Man's store. I remembered seeing something there called Dog in a Can, so I bought a bunch of them. Sure enough, there were these little packets inside. They said, you know, danger, keep away, just like on the blood packet. So I opened one, and it was a dog biscuit. I think it's worth a try. You mean you gave the biscuits to the vampire dogs, and they changed back? You gasp. Excellent. Then an idea hits you, a... Great idea? Do you have any of those special dog biscuits left? You ask? Yeah. Gabe replies. So what? Give me one. You say. I think I want to be a dog for Halloween. The end? <laughs> um... I'm going to just raise the obvious point here, which is unless Eyeball Man also has human in a can, <laughs> this is a one-way trip, buddy. Like, the dogs can go back to dogs. There's dog in a can. But unless there's a human in a can product, you are now just becoming a dog. Yeah. Nothing against it. If, look, if you if, do it. I think it's fine. I think I think too few people in the Animorphs just became the animal and went, yeah, screw it. Humanity's not for me. I <laughs> yeah. think this would be fine. But don't don't say I'm being a dog for Halloween. Say I think I want to be a dog forever. Go in yeah. knowing the terms of this contract. It <laughs> It's a little it's a lot. I'm just So I mean, what was the other choice the other choice would have been uh, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, this is a good to go through the uh, the the screen door. The sliding doors. Or, possibly at the very start, drinking it ourselves and becoming a vampire, which would be a completely different path to... People. Yeah, I mean, that'd be... That'd be a long end. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm, like... Out of fear of... I think this is probably the good ending of this path. Like... I believe it is. So... I guess... I, I was worried <laughs> that going down such a wild goose chase would mean that we'd be here for a long time but i i think that we actually just i think i think we just did it pretty quick i, th I think we well have i think we've got also a a well delineated path for return to page should yeah. we should we maybe satisfy our curiosity of what would happen with the sliding glass door though we can give it a shot that's 93 oops yep 93 In a panic, you decide to try for the house. <coughs> the dogs are at your heels again as you race towards the sliding glass doors. Uh-oh. Locked. Well, this looks like the wrong choice, but if you hurry, maybe you can still make it to the garage. Hurry to page 137. Oops, you didn't hurry fast enough. <coughs> as they bite into your neck, you think sadly... My life has really gone to the dogs. The end. Well, that's incredible. I could not have imagined it would be as concise as it was there. Good God. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I would like to satisfy that curiosity. All right. Curiosity satisfied. <laughs> okay. Incredible. Game, the game. The game book said, yeah, you know, you're done. You're done. Go ahead. Go eat dinner. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're done. You're done. I would say, yeah, there's obviously... We have fully exhausted, as a result of this, we fully exhausted every single thing on this half of the book. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
we've done 100% completion. We had 100% completion of this path of the of the book. It, it, well, dang. All righty then. Uh, I guess this is uh this is turn to page. I guess we could say a, a couple things uh in regards to I don't know maintenancey things as far as if you have been wondering where it kind of went on the YouTube channels and you're not finding it, definitely go check out youtube.com slash at turn to page cast. That is going to be the YouTube channel where you can find it more regularly. I personally have been uploading the videos just like intentionally late on the main channel to kind of be like, Hey, kind of move over to the one that's intentionally for this, uh, in case they do go away on the main channel for, for my end. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be the place to definitely find it and at the very least find it earlier in that sense. Uh, and additionally, if you're listening on any kind of streaming service, a review of any kind would be fantastic as we enjoy doing this. It's it's good fun. It's good times. It is. And there's so much more ammunition in the uh, the magazine for this. Yes, absolutely. Like, not only do we now have all those extra books, there's still a handful missing. Like, I wish I had the... I should write down the list of what the ones that are missing are. I know I mentioned it, like, not last episode, but the episode before that. So if you're somebody who, mm -hmm. for some reason, has... You know, you might have a way to contribute to the archival of these books. It'd be very, very cool. Like, that'd be a really, really cool thing. It'd be wonderful to be able to get to those ones that we could not do. Again, I wish I had the list off the top of my head, but um, we'll come back with it later. It'd, mm -hmm. be, it'd be wonderful, so we can round it out. But otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll be doing these. Give yourself Goosebumps books as long as we have access to these. And then I'm sure we, we've, we've got some fun ideas planned for what happens when we're beyond that as well. So, And I'm excited. I'm equally we as do. excited for that. We do indeed. I, I'm excited about some of those things, but also can't mention any of them until they are necessarily confirmed. Uh, um, yes. I'm I'm very quickly going to check what the next is, because the teaser at the end of this book is not actually the teaser for what the next book is. So uh, we have coming up next. Oh, it's the one. It's the one. It is Secret Agent Grandma. Yep. Yep. And, um, the cover yep the, the secret agent may 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 be an alien yep. secret agent alien grandma that's going to be next week on turn to page but for the moment yeah. i think we're ready for the outro my name is rhapsody his name's been rito this is being turned to page cast hopefully you've been enjoying yourselves and hopefully we'll spook you next <gasps> week Bleh. bye